Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Whatever you're funny, Peacock's got it exclusively. Stream classic sitcoms like The Office, Parks and Recreation, and Two and a Half Men. Plus, catch Peacock original comedies like AP Bio and Saved by the Bell. For all your exclusive comedy faves, go to PeacockTV.com and get started. Mirror man, mirror man, you twist and turn my mind until I don't know who I am. Mirror man. Good morning and welcome to a January 2021 edition of the Arsenal Opinion Podcast. Today, we have brought back Alfred. Alfred, welcome back. Top of the fucking morning to you. Good to be back. It's good to have you back. It's good to have you back. Uh, Matt, you, you, you brought him back out of the wilderness like uh, ESR. Yeah. <laughs> He's, I always said I would be back when we had Vengeball back. What well, is he going to be? Uh, is it going to be like bringing ESR back into the side, or is this a bit like bringing Granite, Granite Jacker back January last year? Is this all? Is this going to end in in you getting a red card, at Alfred? Yeah. Whenever I start my uh, Christian Eriksen agenda, you're going to kick me out again. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, well, the the good news is today that we get to talk about some fun stuff. It's all the joy after one of the most miserable Arsenal runs in a long time. Uh, some of the highlights: Arsenal are plus one for their goal difference, um, which is magical. We kept another clean sheet. Arsenal had twenty one attempts at West Brom's goal, twelve shots on target, and say it quietly, but it actually looked like a pretty good performance out there. So uh, let's get the hottest of takes. Alfred, um, what did you think? I mean, um, I, I've been waiting for so long just for a technical player to be in the middle of the pitch. I think, you know, I, I, I was expecting us to kind of lose. So I prepared a hot take, uh, which was quite complex and about Arsenal's shape kind of looking like an avocado that we're always trying to avoid the middle because it's too hard. Um, but I can't use it anymore. Uh, so now my hot take has to be that I think my my happiest moment of the game was when 
um, Inkley, Maitland, Niles came on for Bellerin. It felt like we, were, for a short period, were playing our best side. Matt, um, what, does your hot take involve uh, hipster fruits? I thought if, if Alfred was worried that we might be resembling an avocado, I thought we were a big purple eggplant. You've got to explain that one for the... <laughs> <laughs> or or aubergine as well, more commonly what you known. To send. <laughs> <laughs> but we were full of penetration. Um, and, oh, that uh, was nice. That was nice. <laughs> you like how I got there? Yeah, yeah no, we were. We, we looked dangerous from minute one. Everyone looked up for it. Um, and you know, we, we've seen too many of these fall storms to get too excited. But obviously, we are Arsenal fans, and we only veer from you know, uh, championship contenders to relegation contenders in the matter of weeks. So we can't get too excited, but Arteta has, in a Wenger-esque way, stumbled across a formation, um, a team selection that appears to be working, could work longer term. And the really exciting thing is we've got a couple of players in Gabrielle and, more importantly, Partey, who is going to, I mean, Partey is going to add so much to this team. So. Um, the, the future looks bright, um, but I would like to sort of, yeah, a word of caution because this time last year, I think we were beating Manchester United at home in a similarly effervescent performance. And, um, you know, we, we have, to be, have, to, have to be wary of exactly where we are. We're, we're 13th in the league, but it's certainly a step in the right direction. Yeah, I wish that... Six points from third. Yeah, I know, but... We've played more games than everybody. I don't even want to talk about third. I just want to nestle ourselves nice and mid-table-ish and then just crack on with the season, play it out with the young players. Don't have to call back Willian or David Luiz into the to the starting eleven. That's my hope. Yeah, we're, 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 we're not, you know, it's like some, some, what is it? Some people like a carrot and some people like a, uh, a stick. And I, I think that Arsenal always needs a stick. <laughs> we're so guilty of complacency uh, that the moment that lets up, the moment everything falls apart. So, um, you know, we, 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 we really can't. We're, we're, we're better off not looking too far ahead. I, I thought it was mildly amusing uh, listening to Arteta in the pre-match press conference. It was almost like after uh, Saka scored that goal and he said that he saw the keeper off the line and took credit for his cross going in. And he's trying to he's trying to make out in the press that the plan all along was uh, Smith Rowe in the middle of the park. And I, I just can't help but think that that was uh, a bit of a panic move on his part that's really paid off hard. And you know what? Like, even if it, 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 he still had the guts to do it, he had other options that he could have put there. He could have played um, Pepe in that position. He could have carried on with William there. But he took a chance on youth. And what I loved about today is that that partnership between Saka and Smith Rowe, like they enjoy playing with each other. And it's nice to see a clear, like brotherly love out on the pitch. Um, and I loved that we came away from that result and it wasn't, ah, oh, we had to yank uh, Smith Rowe on 54 for William to come on and save the day. Like that was the Haylanders got on the, got on the pitch bossed it uh, and then were taken off because we were preserving their legs for the next game so all in all like a great way to start um, 
2021. And I, I wanted to I, I wanted to move into individual performances because there are a lot of interesting performances to talk about in, in general. Um, but I think the, the key one, because it's so odd to me, is Alex Lacazette has been pivotal to the change. We can talk about the young players and the energy that they've got around them, but he's really adapted to a new role and he's found a place in the team. And arguably, you'd prefer to have Lacazette in the side now than Aubameyang. Uh, Alfred, big question for you. (laughs) Is this a a film we've seen before? Is this the the resurgence before the, the final deal comes in and then we get another Williams situation? Or is this different? Like, what, what has clicked for Alex Lacazette for you? Well, I think he's kind of, he's, I mean, in his kind of role as a false nine dropping deeper, um, he, he doesn't need his pace as much and he can, he can kind of utilise a lot more of his strengths. I think he's always been, been better in that, in that place. Uh, we've just never had kind of like the, the pace on the sides and no one to ever link up with it. Like when he only gets long balls in that role, as we've seen from like Chaka or Zabayos kind of like pinging him relentlessly. It's just, he's short. It's just really hard. Uh, but when he gets to do link-up play, he actually works and he works a lot better than Aubameyang in that. Um, I hope I hope we sell him. Uh, I really do. Just because of his age. Not because I don't think he's the, the answer to our um, attacking future, but it's been lovely to see. And... I mean, he really, he always looks like he's working hard. Um, but, you know, there is almost that meme around him just like turning around the ball endlessly. Um, and now he's like, he's found some some pace and youth and, and vigor around him. I think he looks amazing. Matt, do you think the, uh, the spending a bit more time with the young'uns has uh, is, uh, is awakened the beast? In uh, in Lacazette, is it is it just yeah, who's I mean, around him, or is it he's come out of a depression because he looks happy, right? No, I think I think it's a few things. One is um, I think that he's not the only one who's been lifted by the youngsters. So I thought it was interesting seeing Willian come on, and even I mean his first sort of uh, straight pass sort of epitomised much of what he's all about. But he did come on clearly with a little bit more purpose. Uh, it looked like he'd had a bit of a firework up his ass and realised that he had to at least give slightly more of a shit than he's been given in recent weeks. Um, and I think, it, I, like, I think that desire and passion of the young players is infectious. Uh, and so I think everyone has got it. I think also you can't underestimate some of it is the infectiousness of youth, but some of it is the infectiousness of confidence. And I think that you can't, attribute all of it to just the young players you have to attribute it to getting two wins on the trot for the first time all season and feeling a bit more positive about the future uh and I think that's helped um and then Lacazette you know he's always been a good finisher um and he's really got himself in some good positions and he's made some pretty difficult finishes look very very easy they haven't been you know the easiest finishes in the world and he's 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 really done a good job and I think you know, our hope is that we can keep him fit, he can score some goals, and then we can get some decent money for him. Uh, and, you know, we've, we've spoken on this podcast at length about the need to preserve players' values, to keep them interested, you know, and let's hope he can um, 
get us 20, 30 million at the end of the season. I, I, I don't see any reason why not. I think the interesting is the interesting thing with Lacazette is it, like confidence is an incredible drug. And you think back to some of the big chances that he's missed this season. Like I'm, I'm trying to think of it. Was it Liverpool, the head of Leicester, Manchester City? Um, was it Aston Villa? He's missed some sitters. And today, the 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 goal, the, the goal that he picked up um, that flashed across uh, goal. And he threw out a knee uh, two months ago. That he's blazing that over the bar, and he's and he's offside. Today. Well, I think he's also. I think he's also better when he doesn't have as much time to think about it. Uh, you know, all of those chances have been quite slow and ponderous. Whereas, you know, the goal against Brighton, the goals here, uh, he's just sort of throwing his foot at it, and it all seems to be going in. So he's he sort of got back to basics a little bit. I also think it's. Um, but you know you have to remember his his pace is gone. Not they had a lot of it to start with, and it does take a while to pick up a new role. Like you know, playing this weird sort of false nine position. You know that's not a natural role for a player like him to to pick up. And now he's starting to find the connections. He's starting to get the correct movements throughout the game. So maybe just um, you know a bit of perseverance is is seeing him come good. Um, so I mean, it's been in, it's been interesting that Eddie's not been anywhere near the team in the last three games. Really, was he yeah. on the bench? I know. Yeah, and you you do wonder with Eddie, like you know, is he gonna is he gonna is he gonna last the entire January transfer window, or is he gonna find his way out on loan? Because um, He's he's looking quite a, quite a way down the pecking order at the moment. So, talking of uh, of great performances, the Lacazette one was uh, w- was a tougher one to talk about than than the main man, Kieran Tierney. What an unbelievable player Kieran Tierney is! Uh, he's found fitness this season. Um, he found an unbelievable finish uh, after um, you know retiring a fullback. Uh, earlier uh, earlier this evening, like can it, how far can Kieran go, guys? Is it an exaggeration to to think that he is one of the most uh, talented left backs in Europe at the moment? I I love the guy, but I mean, I watched um, Andrew Robertson the other night, uh, and I'd never seen quite anything like it. Um, I think Kieran is kind, incredible at running with pace down the left flank and pinging in a ball, and he's now learning how to like step into the pitch. But he he does very little offensively, kind of earlier on um, in the pitch. Like he he's he reminds me more of Kolasinac than than Robertson uh, in that way, but he can defend better. That is a uh, horrible he, take. He, he no, was- no, no, no. Kolasinac. No, no, but, <laughs> no, but, Are but, you but trying to be offensive? Kolasinac, the tank that just runs down to the flag and pings something in and hopes that he that it goes somewhere. He definitely has a better cross in him. But I, but I was going going to say, he does look like he he's learning so 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 much, which is the exciting thing about him. Um, that you never you always almost see every game that he's picked something up in training. Uh, and that he's like desperate to try and he's getting more and more excited and he's almost like bewildered when he pulls certain stuff off. So he's unbelievably exciting to watch. Um, but I mean, he's, he's this, he's, he's might be, you know, top 20 in Europe, but he's, he's not best in Scotland. 
All right, Matt, how are you going to tackle that extremely offensive rant that Alfred just went on? I f- I f- it's blasphemous. I think no, I'm, I'm excited. I sort of think he's a bit of a Nigel Winterburn uh, in that he is, you know, supremely disciplined, uh, sort of singularly direct, uh, not overly flaresome, extremely hardworking, uh, extremely reliable, um, and he's just made that. He's just sort of made that left side his own, um, and I think it was it was sort of banger, wasn't it? And he used to sort of either like having sort of a more reliable fullback and then a more adventurous player in front of him. Um, and I think Tierney is perfect on the left hand side. He just gets up and down the line a lot. Um, he's getting better and better. He still makes a fair few defensive errors. Uh, not, not calamitous ones, but uh, he's not completely watertight there. But hopefully he'll get there. Uh, but yeah, he's he's a really really solid player. Obviously a model professional, and maybe a future Arsenal captain. Yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about errors with Kieran Tierney. I think that he's an immense uh, young talent. I think he's exciting. I think he's got a great. Uh, I think he's got a great delivery. I don't. Th- I think that when you're at when you're at Liverpool, you've got. You've got better strikers and forwards to aim at. Um, and I think that now he's got more interesting players around him. I think you're going to start to see him play a, a lot better. I mean, it was almost painful watching um, him and Obama Yang at, at times today. Ober didn't look at the races. It looks extremely frustrated with the way he's playing at the moment. But I'm hoping that Gabriel Martinelli, when he starts to get back to full fitness, um, is going to form a really good partnership with him. But I just love the power the pace and now that I think the key thing that everybody was worried about after last season was the fitness. You know, he had a bad injury at Celtic. He had a bad injury um, last season. It took a long time to get him back to full fitness. And now he looks, um, looks like he's going to be unstoppable for the rest of the season. So fingers crossed um, on that front. So uh, Alfred, let's move on to uh, another player. Let's talk about Saka. Like, tell, tell me that he is not one of the most exciting English talents there has ever been or ever will be. Tell me something good about Saka. I think he's the player in Premier League that both Pep and Klopp are dreaming about. Like, the potential and the, the versatility. You could, you could see him being our kind of first £100 million sale, um, which I think would be, you know, Tragic, tragic, tragic. But it, it, it could also be our Coutinho who would like allow us to rebuild. And that's kind of one of the things I'm looking for uh, with this team. It's just like, who are those players that we can sell for like an enormous amount of money so that we can get some proper time at like actually rebuilding? Uh, and for me at the moment, it looks like Gabriel or Saka. Um, like unbelievable talent. Like watching Saka is... It's just one of those, like, there, there are certain players who just glides. Um, and it's just a joy. to You look forward to them getting the ball. Uh, and every time he gets the ball, you know, like, something fucking happens. It's, it's an absolute joy to watch. I, I, I don't know what his, what his ceiling is. Matt, tell me about Saka. What, what, what is there left to be said? He glides. Well, he's just improving at such a pace. That's, that's the biggest thing. He's now in... Now putting in this end product, you know, scoring goals, getting assists, 
Um, he's also shown himself to be capable of. I mean, he he's sort of been the leader of the team in the last sort of month or so. Uh, he's carried Arsenal on his back. I think was something that Amy Lawrence said in, a, in an article recently, and and he sort of has. Um, he's 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 shown a pathway to the first team for everybody, broken into the England team, um, scoring brilliant goals. So, um, you know, I think let's. And I'm, I'm sort of in realist mode because it was West Brom, but you know, the challenge for him now is to get ten goals between now and the end of the season. If he does that, then he is truly at the level we 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 think he can be, um, or at least six or seven. Um, I think he can do it. Um, but that that's really the the step up, and I think the other thing will be cementing a position. You know, I think that's really important. Like, is it right? Is it is it the right flank? Is it the left flank? I think it's looking increasingly like the right the right flank um, because of, of Martinelli maybe on the left hand side. Um, but let's like see what happens with half a season in a in the same offensive position, so we can begin to sort of get some sort of trademark moves um, and see, see, see what, see what can happen. So, yeah. I absolutely, sorry. Um, I loved after his goal that he ran over to David, uh, David Luiz and hugged him. Like you could tell with Saka that he just wants to learn as much as fucking possible. Um, he just, like, he just stay away from David Luiz. Shouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get out of that WhatsApp group. Don't listen to what Dave's got to say. No, but I, but, I, but I think that's the reason everyone loves him so much in the England squad, like his humility and just going in, like everyone in that squad loves him. Like it was incredible, kind of all the comments about him when, uh, when, he, when he played. Um, and like, he, he's just like that. He has that humility of a superstar. I mean, yeah. it's, he's fantastic. Straight A student, God-fearing. Uh, I love him. Um, I, I, I think the, the, the point about output, though, is, is key. A lot of people was uh, kind of criticizing that Arsenal's best player was a 19-year-old. And I, I do understand the criticism. And it's also weird that we think our best player is somebody that's 19 that's amassed uh, a grand total of three assists and three goals uh, across 20 appearances this season. But I think when you put it in the perspective of this season and this Arsenal team and the Arteta made a lot of mistakes at the start of the year and he's only just fumbled his way into a formation that seems to work for the talent he's got. I think the back half of the season could look really good for him. Um, I think that he's got to own that right wing. I think that Pepe's had more than enough chances to stake a claim there. And I, I don't know. I, I think that Saka is like the other players in our attack. When you put them... When you put players with other players that can run, that can do one-touch passing, that can receive the ball on the half turn, everything becomes easier for them. And I, I think that the the movement that Smith Rowe is offering him um, is going to open up doors. And I think when we get the three of them, Martinelli, Saka and Smith Rowe going after 10 games, like I, I really hope that we're in a position where we see more four nils and it's not one nil marginal wins against teams like Brighton. So um, a phenomenal performance from, from Saka again. And it's great to see um, that he's finally getting a bit of a footing in the season. Um, would you, would you sell him this summer? Sell Saka? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
but no. it, is, it is it is mad though like you you could we could keep him for another three seasons and he'd only be 22 years old it's just it's just mad i mean like how the the ceiling that the, the thing that you've got to do though is you've got to protect him i do have those horrible flashbacks to jack wilshire playing 56 games at 18 and then never really recovering after that so i hope that you know club doctors are, are wrapping him in cotton wool i know we've taken couple of dangerous risks with senior players coming back from injuries or just sort of overplaying them like keeping these players fit is 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 essential to our success and and their future careers so uh let's talk about uh let's talk about another let's talk about another player that had a a, a really good game today uh i'm not going where you think i'm going pablo marie yeah what do we think is he's made he's made a big difference since he's come in yeah, a really, really big difference. Don uh, Raul, he he pulled one out of the hat <laughs> finally. Well, it's good job because otherwise we'd all be talking about Saliba. But you know, the Mari is looks composed and he's got a nice left foot on him. Um, very handsome. He's incredibly handsome and he's got nice hair as well. He's got really nice yeah. hair. So, so again, it's it's all looking good. But you know, we've just played West Brom. But uh, he's 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 come in. He came in against Chelsea. You know, yeah. two hundred and fifty million pounds worth of attacking talent, uh, highly technical side, and had no problems. Played against Brighton, and I know Brighton don't really have strikers, but you know they scored <laughs> they scored three goals against Wolves today, and uh, and you know they can be problematic because they they play nice football. And then he played against West Brom, and that was the game that I was really worried about. You know, that is is he going to struggle with long balls in the air? What what the Brazilians do? No, he's not Brazilian, is he? What do Spaniards do in the snow? But he came sailing through, right? Well, well the mark. I mean, what was he? Three and a half million. Yeah, plus whatever. Brazilian. I mean, that looks like a good signing, right? And you know, does the question is whether Gabriel gets his spot back? Um, I think, I think not. I think you got to play on the meritocracy, right? Yeah, Alfred, would you bring Gabriel back in after uh, after watching Pablo? Um, I mean, give him another game or so. I think Gabriel has has offered quite a few things that Pablo haven't offered um, in in terms of just like being able to raise our line a lot better and pushing the team forward. And, and also when, when he takes runs. Uh, and I think that's something we need, especially in the absence of Partey. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I'd give Gabriel his spot back. Well, we've got the uh, we've got the FA Cup, so maybe that's a good opportunity to bring Gabriel back uh, and give him a run out. Yes. So let's talk about um, let's talk about a frustrating part of the afternoon or the evening today. Aubameyang doesn't quite look like he's giving a hundred percent to his game. I don't mean that he's not, and I mean that in the sense that he he looks deeply frustrated with the way that he's playing. Um, and you know, like when you're confident, you throw your body at anything because there's a chance it will go in. And I kind of felt like today there were the there were the near posts and the back post um, opportunities in the first half. There was a bit of frustration at Kieran Tierney at times, and nothing is going in for him um, whatsoever. Do we think that this is a character issue, or do we think that this is just he's just got a one's just, one's got to go in off his shin? And then we'll get back to business. What do we think about the Obama Yang drought? 
I mean, he, he scored against Southampton, so it's not like he's gone 10 games without a goal. And I think I saw signs today that it's going to happen. Um, what he really needs is to score an absolute worldie, and then I think he'll be back in the business. But, you know, he's a confidence player. Um, he's normally full of confidence, but this is probably the first time in his career that he's really missing some confidence in a way. Um, but... I think he'll be back. I, I, I saw some positive signs today. I thought. Alfred, what do you think? Um, I, I think he will be back. Uh, I, I haven't really seen any kind of signs of him trying to kind of just retire at Arsenal and sit out his wages. I think he wants to score. That's I mean, he loves to score. Like, I, I think he, he'll never lose that hunger. Uh, I think today it would have been, you know, would he have hit that um, Saka cross or if that was a, a shot, uh, if he would have scored that, I think that would have been the turning point. I also think he, he will benefit from playing teams that don't sit as deep uh, as an Allardyce West Brom. Um, he needs space and movement to attack players. And, and today, you know, the way to break that was with... Um, you know, short passes into the box. It wasn't really him coming from from the wing and, and beating one player and then and then shooting, which is kind of like his signature move. There was always four players ahead of him. It's kind of the same problem that the Pepe has. Um, so I just think that I think playing a better side means he will score. Yeah, there's no doubt that um, this new system and this new team is a good is good news for Aubameyang. You know. Uh, he started making his way into the box a little bit more in the second half. That's kind of why I'm, uh, you, you yeah. he's not down in tools. He's actually trying to get in the box. He actually really wants to score. He's holding the ball a little bit at certain times and maybe being a little bit too selfish. But um, he just looks pissed. He looks angry. But he didn't look as angry as... Uh, I watched Palace earlier today and Zaha he had a good game. But, you know, he's like shoving people. He's like... He, punching the floor. He doesn't quite look like he doesn't want to be there. It looks like he just wants to be contributing a little bit more to the, the output of the team. But what about ESR, mate? That's the one we've been waiting to talk about, right? Let's just, let's get right into it. I don't <laughs> want to talk about negativity. I love ESR. I love him. I love his haircut. I love the way he moves. Oh. I love the low slung socks and he gets an assist today. How composed was he? How brilliant was it to see a player uh, create combination passes like that. That that first goal earlier on today was fucking brilliant. Um, what do we think about um, Smith Rowe? Is he the real deal? He, he, I mean, we've seen him before, um, and he is frail. Like he is, he's you know, he's a tiny man. You know, like against some bigger sides. I think today he looked absolutely brilliant. Um, and the fact that he stepped up today and did what he did and took his chances against West Brom um, was fantastic. Um, I want to see a bit more before I get like too excited about him because this was the worst team in the league um, in the snow, which slowed the ball down, which is excellent news for a player like him. Um, but I, you know, he had a f- fucking brilliant game. Uh, I absolutely loved watching every minute of him play. Uh, I thought it was an amazing performance that kind of, again, made me so sad about us losing Ramsey. I think that's the worst piece of business we've done in the last 10 years. But uh, it was fantastic to see and just get a little bit of that kind of old Arsenal feeling back. 
just seeing that stunning goal with Saka was just like, fuck yes. I've been waiting for like a year for this. Emery, Emery did manage to, to, um, to get a few of those goals under his belt, which is kind of like why, what I found so sad about Arteta. It's just like, and like there's not even any beautiful goals so far, but that, that was really an Arsenal goal um, and it made me so happy. I think there's been a few beautiful Arteta goals, you know, those yeah, ones where ones. Some, some ones knocking it out from the back and some great teamwork goals. Oh, um, we thought, thought when we had Martinez and we could play it out from the back. I remember that. <laughs> Jesus, mate. It's so, so cynical. Um, no, I mean, the interesting thing, it, it's interesting you mentioned his size because I thought the same. I was like, oh, he's pretty small. But I Googled it. He's actually six foot. Ozil, how tall, I guess how tall Ozil is. 5'1". 5'11". 5'11". So Smith Rowe is actually taller than Ozil. Um, stockier. Uh, more handsome. I think uh, he's an athlete. I, 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 I don't have any concerns about his power. I remember some, someone in one of my group chats was like, oh, he's going to get eaten alive by Chelsea. He did not get eaten alive. He's strong on the ball. He goes down yeah. when he wants to go down, I think. Yeah. Uh, and, and then... Uh, <laughs> Ozil's tweet tonight uh, was was hilarious. Nice game, my boys. Great spirit. Three wins in a row. Team looks good with a number ten like Emil Smith Rowe, the difference maker. <laughs> That's I, I, I like that sort of banter. I like that. That's banter. good. <laughs> but it, I I think uh, I, I you know Smith Rowe gives me a little bit a little bit Thomas Rosicky maybe a little bit Kleb the way that he sort of like you know moves with the ball. I think he's got. I think he's got power. I think he's got pace. And if he can find an end product consistently, like why shouldn't he be part of the team for the next three, four years? Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking. I was actually seeing a bit of uh, pink, pink Nazari. Yeah, Ooh, I'm thinking Nazari. That's high that. Yeah, that's I'm a thinking. Good I'm thinking Nazari in the snood. You know that period Ooh, where yeah, no, I like that. Uh, you know, incisive, uh, can float around. But what, uh, he ha- what, he, what he has that, that I think we've lacked is, um, you know, in that number 10 position, I mean, you're, 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 the chances of Smith Rowe being a more creative player than uh, Meza Ozil are extremely slim. But the, the fact that he gives you so much movement and enthusiasm off the ball, like he gets back, he defends, he puts his foot in, he doesn't make mistakes. And I think the thing that we've really lacked with that sort of like number 10 player is just somebody that's efficient on the ball. Like he doesn't make many bad passes. He makes good, you know, makes good decisions. And I just thought that I know it was a simple pass, but when you're 18, 19 years old, making that simple pass in the snow at West Brom, like that must induce a bit of panic. And I just thought the composure that he showed there. You know, was and you know, fantastic. you know, the player that he he models his game on is uh, De Bruyne. Uh, so apparently, he has got a deep love of Kevin De Bruyne to the point where uh, he is known, his nickname amongst all the, amongst everyone is Croydon De Bruyne. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I also like the fact that he's chosen De Bruyne as his role model and not like, you know, De Bruyne is an extremely composed, you know, well-rounded all-round player. Um, And And a hard competitor. And I think that's like with a with a sort of yeah exactly. It's got like a very you know a very strong 
streak of we've got like an iron will to Bruyne, hasn't he? And I think um, it's good that that's the person and player that he's modelling himself on. It tells you a bit about who he wants to be, uh, you know. But there's also a bit of the there's also a bit of the I think he's more level-headed, but, you know, there's also a bit of the Wilshire, Grealish. You know, there's definitely a look that he's going forward that, that with the socks and, the, you know, he's he's creating a brand. There's no doubt about it. From minute one, it takes a lot of confidence for a young kid to come in and be defining their, their brand from minute one. But those choices are very deliberate. He's got a lot of confidence. And I think we said it on the last podcast, you know, Saka came into the team and you immediately knew that he wanted to be part of the first team and he believed it. And then you see Reese Nelson and Reese Nelson doesn't quite believe that he belongs at the highest level. And it's great that Smith Rowe, after that horrendous injury that he had, has come in. He's seen his mate Saka getting all the credit and he's just picked it up. And he, you know, he's not tried to run a contract down. He's not tried to take a loan elsewhere. And he's like, he's just taken the chance that he's been given. Cause I think a lot of kids, you know, like Joe Willock, 42 appearances under Emery. And I can't remember one good performance. Smith Rowe has been in for three games. He's had three really positive performances and he's, ch- I think he's helped change the way that, that we play. Um, I think yeah. Alfred, you were talking about, you know, having someone to link up. Like he bombs forward yeah, right down the middle, doesn't he? Like he 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 wants to be Freddie Lundberg running in late. I mean, he's nearly scored um, yeah, earlier. Unlucky not to score today. Does it count as an assist if you uh, have a shot that's saved? No, but, but but I do think like it, it was a joy to watch today because we had someone who likes to keep the ball close to to his feet and run forward and to, to do small passes and, and to do clever stuff. It was absolutely, I mean, it, it, everyone knows that's what we've been missing. Everyone knows that that's what we, what we should have kind of prioritized in the summer. Um, and it was amazing to see that it actually worked once we get a player there who, who likes to play that type of game, because like we played more down the middle today than we have done in, in a year. It, it was absolutely incredible to not see all these kind of like fucking like sideway passing and whatever. Like both Chaka and Ceballos could play to their strengths today. Um, Ceballos racked up some absolutely incredible stats because he could play, you know, the game that he that he knows how to play, not trying to like dribble and be a box to box player, which some people expect from him. But he actually has someone to link up with. Um, and it's amazing to see what it does to the Arsenal side once we get that classic Arsenal player in the middle. It, it, it's beautiful. And the great news is Thomas Partey is going to be should be back for the cup game. So that uh, like whether he's on the bench or whether he starts, but Thomas Partey coming back into a side that's starting to purr. Um, Martinelli should be in for the the actual Newcastle game that we play in the Premier League. And then you start to say Arsenal have got easier games heading into the, the back end of the season. And I know <laughs> I don't think we're going to get into the Champions League, but my my thing was always see where you are in February. And if you're within spitting distance of the top four, 
the rest of the season from then on in is a cup final. And I, I think that this team is a cup final team. And I, 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 Matt, I, th- I think, I don't know whether it was you that said earlier that, you know, complacency is a problem. Complacency is a problem for Arsenal when we have nothing to play for. Uh, and I think it would have been dangerous for Arteta if there was nothing to play for. But now you've got to be looking at the table and saying, if we can string another three wins on the trot together, um, we could have a run at the cup and top four might be on. I mean, it's well, such look, a shitty season this year. It's well, so I mean, tightly boxed at, up. Look at United. They were in free fall after we beat them. And, you know, they put six 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 wins on the trot. Well, we put six losses on the trot, basically, and they're top of the table, and 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 they're they're not a better team than us, that they're not. Uh, so that just says it all. There yeah. there are many there are Their many. Game, better... They look they looked incredible yesterday, though they looked absolutely incredible. But they still needed a penalty from from Pogba tripping himself up to 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 take a win against Wolves. I think they get so much luck. But we lost of pen, I agree, but it was beautiful, beautiful football. Yeah, interesting. I mean, it'd be, be an exciting, exciting how we end the season. So, uh, guys, before before we wrap this up, uh, let's let's have a little chat about transfers because I think it was it felt very clear what we were looking to sign three weeks ago, but things have changed now, and we've found a bit of creativity. Um, and we've seem to have found some solutions internally. What 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 do we think the what do we think the big move is this January outside getting rid of players on loan? Like where where do you see the the, the biggest value that Arteta can add? I mean, I, I I will be disappointed if we try again with some farmer league player. Uh, who's never been proven in in the Premier League? Like, if, if you look at Klopp, like how many Premier League signings he's done um, that has worked out? Uh, I just don't understand why not more people follow that model. Like, when is someone going to pick up on the fact that like the fucking Liverpool spine is Southampton players? Like, I, I hope we actually look. Um, Looking inside the league, and and look, get... and look at look at Hoberg at Spurs, the impact he's had. You yeah. know, everyone could have predicted those those types. So I think that I think that's actually a very smart, uh, smart point. And I think we can get a Bisuma from Brighton, who's looks incredible. Um, and there's a couple of like really exciting uh plays in Southampton right now. Gianepo, for example, is a young, super talented player who I think, you know, hasn't really fitted their style of football, but he he, he always I mean, I think he he averages like 10 fucking dribbles a match, something that we could actually need um at times as a backup player, someone who's just lethal down the wing. Um just look internally and look at some some young young, exciting, proven players who will have need zero time to adapt I think that's a re- I think that, that that point that you raised there Alfred about you know stop hunting out players in you know foreign leagues if you need an impact now it's like th- there's a huge debate going on about William Saliba um, and whether he should be in the squad and arguably he should definitely be in the squad but the, the reality is that League One produces a lot of great players because the standard over there is very low 
So young players get to play earlier. And the whole business model of French clubs outside of Paris Saint-Germain is to bring players in from North Africa, all around the world, build them up and then sell them to the Premier League. And sometimes that lands you an Eden Hazard. Sometimes it lands you a Jovino. And if you buy from the Premier League players that are doing it, particularly in clubs that are not, you know, doing you know, very well, you've got a higher chance of success. Basuma would come into this Arsenal side and he would be good because we've seen him do it week in, week out for, for Brighton over the years. Whereas if we try and go to uh, League One and, uh, and pick something up, the, the chances of success greatly, uh, greatly reduce. So I quite like to see us um, like have a rummage around and see if there's anyone in the Premier League. I don't think we've got the money. I think we'd have to make a loan. I think that's the concern. And then you start getting into weird territory. Yeah, I mean, I still, I still like to see the squad. I mean, maybe I'm the only person. I, I just more focused on the outgoings. Yeah, me um, too. I really want to get rid of some of these players and then build a proper plan, and and really see what we need. I mean, without sounding like Wenger, I, I, I don't, I don't want to make any higher signings that might kill uh, <laughs> Smith Rowe's minutes in the first team. So, um, you know, we and I want to see how well Partey adapts and what what we need. Um, in that space, um, you know, so we'll see. Yeah, um, I think because, it's essential because, because, because we could still need a new manager in the summer, and we need to make sure that if that happens, we have yeah. money for him. I think that you need to, there needs to, the most important signing for me right now is a backup goalkeeper because Runison is a threat to our survival, he's that bad. Um, I think that it would be great to bring in a creative player. But if it starts creeping up to, you know, costing us £10 million for five months to get a Christian Eriksen or an Isco on loan, maybe we should just no. pass. Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, keeping, the, keeping the powder dry, as Arsene Wenger and Ivan Gazidis used to say, is probably, is probably the best move. But I do, I do think a backup goalkeeper. And I, I, I do also think that maybe a backup left back because I don't want to see Saka picking up the slack if Tierney gets injured. You know, Saka should stay out on the right. So maybe there's um, a little bit of an opportunity yeah. there. The other position that I'm, I've, I've been interested in, maybe just the way Arsenal are playing, is whether there's an opportunity for a target man. Um, because we don't have anyone who can come on, who's great in the air, who can cause all sorts of trouble. And then we've got a young kid who looks like a beanpole. Um, but, you know, I could see that as a, another piece of the jigsaw thing. Think of the sort of the Carnu esque signing, you know, someone who can add a bit of momentum, add a bit of proven firepower at the at the right end, um, because we're going to need to start replacing. We're going to be very light up front when if Lacazette goes, and if we could bring someone in and give them half the season before then, could be useful. Yeah, Pat Sandaka doing it for the RB franchise looks good. Um, Edward at Celtic looks like a, an interesting player, but also Alfred, someone from your uh, from your home nation. We've got Moller, uh, got Player of the Month last month, um, uh, pulling up trees in the under twenty threes. So uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. So uh, FA Cup next week, do we rest players or do we uh, do we do we go full on and try and get Europe through the back door? What's the plan? Get full on, full on. We we love that cup. Matt, you going full on? Um, what's our game after Newcastle? Newcastle. 
we got that we got them in the league afterwards. Yeah, double bubble, I believe. Okay, then I think rest rest some people for the cup and then keep playing on in the league. I think we can beat Newcastle at home um, without. I think give ESR a rest, give uh, or give uh, Saka a break. Oh, sorry, if... I've got I've got the, I've got the fixtures wrong. We got uh, it's Newcastle follow it's it's Newcastle on Saturday. So we've got um, and that's on the we got a big rest. Then we've got Palace on the Thursday, and then we've got Newcastle in the league after. On um, the on the yeah on the weekend, so three yeah. days later. Okay, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna need to maybe we can maybe we can play everyone in for Newcastle, and, and we've got that nice long rest. Maybe we keep the full team together for the FA Cup game, but we're gonna have to rotate our way around Palace in Newcastle because there's limited rest. Yeah, and then the two big games at the end of the month: Southampton, Man United, and then Wolves after, and and then Villa. So we we go into quite a tough run after that. So we've really got to rack up the points and make sure we're in a good place. All right, guys. Um, that was a, that was a great on the whistle pod. Thank you for both um, joining, Alfred. Do you want to plug um, your new app um, the, that just launched last week? Yes, absolutely. Everyone, go uh, download my new app. It's called Anyone from CallingAnyone.com. You can sign up there for early access. Uh, it's a um, five-minute um, conversation uh, platform for advice. So you can find incredibly impressive people on there and you can call them for five minutes and ask them for advice about anything you might need in life, professionally or personally. Um, uh-huh. we, have a brilliant, we have a brilliant tagline, make better calls. Wonderful. Oh, I like that. That's very cool. Is uh, Kia Drabchen on there? Can I call him up? Say, uh, I, need a, I need a left back. Do you think he, he, he signed up? You're going to get him on board? Uh, no, but we're working hard on Dion Dublin. Dion Dublin, yes, I love this app. I'm going to download it right now. Um, um, Matt, yeah, you thank you for for having me back. It's been emotional and real, um, and I'm very glad. It's, it's, like, it's like, it's is it like Thierry on coming back and scoring that goal against Leeds or Sol yeah. Campbell? Yeah, no, I mean it's been it's been incredible. It's been it was been like three years, two years. I've got no idea. That time yeah, blurs. I don't even. It feels like six years ago that it was January, twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Want to get, get this done, uh, Matt? You probably don't have anything to plug because you're nothing too for that sort of thing. Um, uh, I've got one thing to plug. That's uh, a five star review on iTunes. Uh, you know the job. Get on your phone. Get your girlfriend's phone. Leave a nice message. It's twenty twenty one, and we're off with a bang. Uh, thank you for listening. Alfred, do you want to uh, sign us off? Ciao for now. I'm Will Coleman, founder and CEO of Alto, and I built Alto to put an end to rideshare horror stories. You're used to the total lack of consistency in rideshare. Maybe it's a smelly car or a driver that asks just one too many personal questions. Not anymore. With Alto, you know exactly what to expect every ride. Every Alto driver is a trained Alto employee, and every Alto vehicle is part of our private fleet of luxury SUVs. Say goodbye to rideshare horror stories. Download the Alto app today and use code FOUNDER for $10 off your first ride. Sports Social Podcast Network.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.